What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Hey, you made it through the intro today. Hey, hey. <laughs> Bravo. Inject some air horn sounds here. Yeah. <laughs> no, made it through, made it through. Uh, very, very exciting accomplishment for me on the week, but not, not, not even the only one. Not even the only one. I feel no. like this past weekend uh, was um, former popcorn culture podcast editor now mm-hmm. super carlin brothers main channel editor ethan yes. um we all went to celebrate his wedding yes which was truly beautiful and yep. amazing it was just like up in the mountains and it was all very christmas themed and like all the all the the um the uh, ethan himself was wearing like a green velvet jacket and all the groomsmen were wearing green velvet bow ties yeah. and it just it, w- it was like a really 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 great and amazing combination of like all the various elements of i don't know like 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 as far as weddings having themes are concerned i thought it was perfectly incorporated it was it it was a really cool wedding it was a really great wedding and our family felt like fairly involved i mean you and me least of all but um (laughs) we were there (laughs) we were there yes um but then our younger brother tyler was the best man our dad was performing the ceremony um yeah so it was just like a big 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 family event our um niece uh olivia was the flower girl and our nephews uh holden and finn were the the ring bears and they did amazing so oh my gosh so cute yeah Yeah, finn so finn is a little bit older than addy and he was dragging Holden in um, on like a little like red wagon that was all decorated with like greenery and stuff like that. And it was just like it almost seemed like the weight of pulling Holden for Finn was like maxing out like what he was capable of. So he's yeah. like, you know, he's like quite literally like lugging uh, Holden down the aisle, which was I mean, it was so cute. But all, all the little kids like did amazing, which yeah. I, you know, the idea of asking your friends um, children to be involved in a wedding like this is always one of those things that like i almost wish that i had had addy when you got married so that addy could have been incorporated oh, yeah you know? like so we could have like a flower girl yeah, yeah. exactly like it would have been so fun um but then i also feel like there's this like unexpected challenge where you the parent are so like beyond honored and flattered that your kids get to be incorporated on somebody else's special day but then the kids themselves i feel like oftentimes kind of have like a completely different opinion about this involvement oh, and yeah, they're sort like of like the, yeah you mean i'm gonna have to get dressed up in front of everybody and like go and do this thing do a thing it sounds really mm, this is a pretty a lot of people staring at me high probability of like tears or freak out or incompletion yes yes of course and <laughs> so anyway but they but they all did they did amazing uh which was which was really cool to see um and uh the the overall evening i thought that there was this like really cool recipe um which was something that like maybe i i don't know that i've i've fully um ever like appreciated inside of like a wedding environment before especially because i personally didn't know a whole lot of the people that were there um, um, but like the the vibe of the whole place or like when you're when you're going through and you're picking out like all of your adornments and stuff for the wedding and like what will the table settings be? Are we going to do like a plated dinner or like a catered dinner or is it like open bar? What type of drinks will be there? Like, you know, there's there's always like little decisions that you're making as to like what will ultimately um, be the tapestry that is the evening. Right. You know, and, and so many things are so important. And this was one of the first weddings I ever went to where the guest list I thought was just so like 
remarkable in terms of how it played out and the impact that it had on the bride and groom right. themselves, which is to say that like when you're doing, I like to call it family math, but like when you're putting together your, um, your, your guest list and, and yeah. Alice and I had this, like where we were, neither of us was like dead set on having like a really big wedding with like right. lots and lots of people. Um, but as you know, I remember we were sitting down in like our, our whiskey chairs is what we call them in our house. We're like, you know, we're, we're, we have like our, our pen and paper out and we're kind of like, you know, writing down like, okay, you know, so we've got, we've of course got like, you know, your mom and dad, my mom and dad, you know, like whatever, you know, you're like you're writing down like the brothers and so, you know, like, and then this right. person, you know, this cousin has a plus one, so we need to include that. So you get through like your family and, and like our thing was like, if we see you at Christmas, then that was sort of like the, the family that we felt like we see with enough frequency to, to you know, include to warrant an inclusion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I think for the most part was like, there, there was no like blood lost over that or anything. That's the, yeah. I think that most people, um, associated with the wedding that felt like a like good parameter. Yeah. But it's um, like those people exist in like these weird Venn diagrams where it's like, you know, Oh, maybe, maybe like if, if you see, you know, you know, aunt, aunt, you know, Teresa every single Christmas, but then you also see her, you know, in the summer and you spent a, 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 a semester interning at her place of work or something right and it's like oh clearly we got to invite her but now because like you've you've invited that level of the family now it's like now you also have to invite uncle len who i've only seen like once in the past three years which right, right, i'm right. using our actual family member names that's not the relationship we have with those people yeah, but, no, yeah. not at all yeah, yeah. None, none of those are real examples yeah. even though they are real names <laughs> yes um but you're exactly right like you like if you enter like a new quadrant of the family and there's like one sibling who you're close with and there is certain like a certain kind of feeling like well if i if i invite you know great uncle steve then i probably also need to invite great aunt irma as well right, yeah. you know which which are not real family names no. Um, yeah. But uh, so anyway, the thing that, that I felt like I discovered very quickly for, for Allie and I was like, you know, we, we took a step back and we're like at 47 people on our guest list of, you know, 75 people right. that are like the like the immediate family that needed to be like included in order to, you know, like like make sure that like all the people um, who who are directly related to us were, were going to be involved in everything. Um, and then, you know, our wedding capped out, I think, at like 70 people. So, you know, then like you're then you're like looking at like your groups of friends and, and trying, you know, to like figure out like, you know, like who all is going to be here and stuff like that. Anyway. So I, this is like a very long way of saying that, like I felt like the, all the attendees at Ethan's wedding were, were such like a great smattering because Ethan is involved in like, a huge variety of different things, you yeah. know, like he was in uh, like a fraternity in college, you know, he was in like a band for a little while when he was like working his first job out of college. So, you know, he's got like these, like, you know, then like there's like the whole, you know, like, like super Carlin brothers, you know, group yeah, of people. Of and there's you know, like, he has like the podcast side of things, right? Yeah. His high school friends. So like, you know, there's, there's people coming from like all different walks, but like, you know, they, they may all even know each other by like one touch, you know, like there's right. like one, one degree of like, like, you know, the bandmates maybe know some of the fraternity to the brothers i'm just making stuff up i don't know if the, the exact things but anyway it ended up coalescing together into just like a really fun bunch of human beings right you know who were who were overall in attendance at the thing which i was just sort of like you could feel and you could see you know like on on ethan and his bride uh kate's face like that they were just clearly just like enamored to be like so yeah. surrounded by like all these people that they love so very yeah, much so it was, it was really cool it's also like there's this weird uh you know uh phenomenon i've experienced at some weddings before and maybe it was more 
uh, in focus at Ethan's in particular where like sometimes I'm always surprised like I definitely know Ethan more than Kate of the of the bride and groom. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like there's that but it's like and it's like I'm staring there and I'm looking at like Ethan's like um, all the groomsmen and like okay I know the best man. That's my brother. I've seen him before. Yep. And I know the guy standing behind him. That's Chris. He grew up in, in my neighborhood. Right. And then these three people I have no idea who they are even at all. Right. You know, right, and I'm right, like, right. I ta- I see Ethan every single day. I talk to him for like, uh, like, you know, an hour a day. Like, I feel like I know him pretty good. And there are three people who are close enough in his life to be groomsmen. And I have no idea who they are. You know, it's like what it's like. You never it's, it's like this baffling amount of like, um, you like you just never know how much you don't know about another person. Like it reminds me of in Name of the Wind, ah, nice. where where Chronicler is asking Quoth if like he learned. He's like, oh, you learned Temek in a day, and he's like, well. I learned, you know, yeah, you know, I learned, I learned enough to defend myself in court. The next day, he's like, "You learned the entire language." He's like, well, "No, I don't think you could ever learn all, all of anything, let alone a language." Which is always a funny thing because I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know all of English." You know, right, 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 right. I know it's yeah, so it's true. Like, yeah, of course, it's like, of course I, you don't. When, I speak it every single day yeah. of my life, and yet I still there are words I stumble across all, all, yeah. the, all the time. It's yeah. like, how much of English do you think you don't know? Like. Uh, do you think you know less than 50%? Oh, you know, man, what an interesting question because yeah, because it's, it's like how many words are out there that are so specific to like circumstances that you would have no reason to ever encounter them. Right. At all. Right. You know, uh, and then even even inside of that, like umbrella are going to be then like dialects or like regional like terms and stuff like that. You know, like I think somebody this this past weekend again at the wedding, like refer to like soda as pop, which, you know, that like that's not lost on me. Like I I know that like certain parts of the country refer to soda as pop. Right. But like, you know, that's that's a very, very, very obvious version of this type of thing right. where there could be so many things that are much less obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, that's a great question because yeah. e- even like when you hear about like the animal kingdom or whatever, and you know, you're like, like I could name a whole bunch of animals. No problem. But like chances are you can only name 2%. Oh if, my percent of I've, all living species. Yes. I've seen TikToks before where it'll be like, can you name this animal? And it'll be like, you know, the guy's like clearly like just really into animals. And you know, you're like, how can I not name an animal or whatever? And it'll be like, boom. And it'll be like, yeah, this sort of rare, unique species of frog. And you're like, oh man, yeah, I couldn't have told you. I could have told you it was a frog. You yeah, know, I right? I I, yeah. I got frog. I got frog. And then sometimes it'll just be like creatures. And I'm like, that may as well be a Pokemon, you know, except not because I would probably know if it was a Pokemon like <laughs> that is a that is an animal I didn't know existed, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so <laughs> c- caught completely off guard, but no, you're, you're, you're totally right. Like that's like weddings are such a great example of of this kind of thing happening where you yeah. go and it's sort of like, wow, there are aspects of your life that I know nothing about. I know it's so and it's like, you know, you go in, you're like, okay, probably odds are there's someone on Ethan's side of the, gr- the bridal party that is actually an inclusion of Kate because she has a a brother or a cousin or a someone who yes, just stands certainly. on that side yep. or something like that. But then it's like, yeah, after that, I don't know. Maybe they're cousins. Maybe they're maybe they are in a band together. Maybe Ethan has a long lost brother I haven't heard of. I don't think that's the case. I know him that well. At least, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think we know Ethan well <laughs> enough to know that he doesn't have another sibling. But yeah, yeah no. Um, so anyway, I mean, overall, just like like super cool, fun, you know, occasion, which was which was great, and the the whole like SCB team was there, which was you know yes, super fun. So we're all just fun. like kind of hanging out. Yeah. And, and chilling. So. Okay, but so since we were at a wedding, Ben, 
and we've talked about this a few times on the pop. I have to ask you, how did you feel about dancing? Oh, man, I did my best. You did your best. I did yeah. my best. I tried. <laughs> I tried really hard. And and I would say like this is this is a mark of, of for me <clears throat> as an attendee to a wedding. A mark of a good wedding is that like it felt uh, open enough for me to feel comfortable like going out there and sort of like being involved. But there were so many people there that were so much more. Um, like like into it and stuff like that where I, I could almost go and like be like a fly on the wall a little bit where it was like nobody here is paying attention to me at all like right. I'm able to like successfully go and like you know dance with Allie in the corner and like like th- that was like one of those things where I was like I'm good I'm good I'm, yeah. I'm far enough away from the action the photographers way over there like yeah there, there's no risk of me even like showing up in the background yeah it was, it was it was a wedding where you were allowed to like if you didn't want to be out there that wasn't really a problem I've been to weddings where it's like basically like there is you know 98 percent of the people there are on the dance floor and it's like if you and your your date are off sitting at the table it's going to stick out like a sore thumb oh sure sure sure. yeah (laughs) and and no but this is this is always one of those interesting like wedding isms as well though is sort of like the like how and who of of the people in attendance like when they when they go through you know because there's sort of like the 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 typical rituals if you will to to the wedding you know like where they'll do like the first couple of dances you know and and like sort of um like a lot of the traditional bits of the wedding and then it will transition you know like dinner's over those things have happened and it's sort of like okay and now guys we're gonna do the cha-cha slide or whatever and it's sort of like how many people come and get up out of their chairs? Cause almost always at every single wedding I think I've ever gone to, there are two people who are waiting for dancing. Yeah. And like, so the moment that it, that, that clicks on, they are up out of they're their chair, out. they're on the floor. And sometimes it will just be like those two people or those two people. And like, you know, like the flower girl, for example, yeah. you know, like, like with the dad might be out there and, and it's sort of like, they are the, um, I always think of it. So like when I did aquarium stuff, you would have to siphon water all the time. So mm-hmm. you'd stick one end of a tube into the tank and then like you would basically be trying to draw water out of it into like a bucket to like a water change so you basically have to breathe in on the other end of the the hose which creates the siphon and then water will freely freely flow yeah you know until the buckets flow or whatever and you pull it out um and i feel like that is how dance floors are in my mind is someone starts the siphon and it's almost like you get those like two four people out there usually something like a little bit like adorable or whatever and then and then people will start to like sort of like filter their way in and then that like one song comes on and people are like all right Here okay go. all right it's I'll, full I'll enough it. it's just the right song i can get out there without like feeling like two on, on the under the spotlight yes yes yes, yes. yes. Um, but then then there's like the pattern where it's like they'll do that and you'll get a bunch of people out there and then like two three songs later people are like all right i've had enough or i don't know this song it's like the more once there's a bunch of people out there the dj will always feel free to be like i'll get a little bit more niche i'll get a little bit more experimental yeah and then eventually people will like filter off to the point and then they got to fall back on either a a new wedding event is happening sure like yeah. now we got to do the shoe game or now we're doing speeches or now we're doing first date with the with the mom or dad or first dance with the right, 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 right. With mom or dad or something and that be like okay i let the, it got too sparse people are like okay i don't want to go back out there so i got to clear it i got to reset like this is where i almost <clears throat> wonder if like a good dj is actually doing all of these things completely <clears throat> intentionally like oh yes like, they like, are yeah like so i mean and, and of course like i know on some level like you know like there must be the songs that are like universally like really good at keeping people out there mm-hmm. but it's almost like at times i'm almost like is this like hey like, like let's play a song that will taper some people off the floor because we need to get to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, all right, we're going to play a song that like, I know people will walk away from. So you're almost like intentionally like, like causing like a dance floor exodus, Ah, so to speak. Like, like it's like, you're that tuned in that, you know, like how groups of people are going to respond to the, the various, like, 
song based stimuli right yeah. um but the the other thing that i felt like happened you know at this wedding it always reminds me of middle school dances because i remember in middle school you know like uh you would you would go and you would do these socials and like they would have brought a dj out who's like playing music the whole time and for the most part you're just like standing around like with your little like click of friends or whatever you know chatting talking usually what i was doing was trying to jump and touch the net on a basketball hoop because we we're like in the gymnasium yeah, naturally. and i thought for sure if people could see my mad ups yeah. they'd be like wow that guy's super cool Whoa. you know so like in in a way you're almost hoping to like like you know display something desirable enough about yourself like your ability to jump really high sure you know and that might lead to like somebody wanting to dance with you but in the meantime i'm definitely not dancing at all i'm just going out there but it's it's the same exact thing like where it's like as the night goes on like maybe you know like like people get like a little bit more comfortable or like acclimated to the environment or whatever they will eventually like all find their way out there the dancing will actually happen and i always felt like it was like the last 20 minutes it was always like it's just pure peak you know it's like it's like everyone's out here like everybody is finally like embraced it and like then then the dj is like all right last song and you're like what no but even that so then i was like driving home you know on the bus with Allie, and i was sort of like i wonder if they even do that on purpose like they like they like leave you wanting just like one more yeah yeah. it's like gotta exit on a high note yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah it's like you don't want like people to be like all right you know that was good and then it's like all right guys last song then it's like all right we'll see you later you know it's like you want people to almost be like groaning that it's over because that's almost like you know that's like the perfect it's almost like a perfect meal is is like if the last bite is like the last the last amount you would need to be like satiated. Yeah. You know, um, so anyway, but overall, super cool wedding. Um, and one of the things that I, I did, um, this was like to, to transition into, I think one of the topics you have listed for today was going into the evening. Um, I was super excited because I myself have my own like maroon velvet jacket yeah. um, that Ethan, you know, like when he had told me he was wearing like his green velvet, he was like, dude, you should wear your red velvet. And I was like, I will do that. Yeah. No problem whatsoever. I'm so excited to have a chance to wear it. But um, the thing I had like always wanted to do and never fully like properly gave a shot was because I, I wear bow ties fairly frequently, but they're like the like the clip around right, bow tie, yeah, like not like, like a, a clip, yeah, yeah, not like a self tie bow tie, right? And so I had actually purchased one for our live event at the Grand in Theater uh, back in October of this year, yeah. And I was like, okay, if I can find the time to learn, I have a backup in case I need it, but if I can find the time to learn how to tie a bow tie, then I will have this like super cool bow tie and like a brand new skill, and I'll be so excited about it, yeah. And the month of October was just like a a full blown like blitz for us. It was, it was so busy and it was like, that was a testament to how little time that we had was that I didn't have 15 minutes, like pull up the video and just stare in a mirror and continuously try to like redo the thing and redo the thing and redo the thing. Mm -hmm. Like it just wasn't happening. So I just wore the, wore the other one, but, um, we got to the wedding early enough. I had brought my backup just in case I had also got my, my, like my new bow tie that I was super excited about. And I was like standing in front of the mirror and I'm like going through the process and I'm like, okay, then this, then this, then this, then this, you know? And I'm like, like I watched like four videos and each one taught me like a different little trick that I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, that helps. That helps. But so Alice is over there, you know, helping me try to like, do it because then you're staring in the mirror and everything's reverse and your left hand's your right hand and all that, that, that right. type of stuff. But I finally, I finally did it. Nice. And I dude, I can't tell you how excited I was. I was like, I can't believe that like learning how to tie a bow tie to me was like one of these like, like just unattainable 
abilities. Yeah. You know, and it, I mean, it kind of brought me back a little bit to like the pandemic where um, I was like, I'm going to finally learn how to solve a Rubik's cube. And so right. I, you know, I ordered one and, and I'm like going through and I'm like figuring out the little algorithms and I'm like, man, okay, I'm getting pretty good at this. Like I know how to get like here. And then it's like, okay, last step. And it was like a 23 step algorithm. And I was like, I'm, I might be like, out. What? Like, I think my brain was just literally like, this is just not for this you. This can't be it. I know. I was like, so everybody I know who can solve a Rubik's cube, they're doing all of right. this. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. This, this is like the old, this is like the old school method, right? Like people like, cause I watch people do it and there's no way the number of people I know to do it are doing, have memorized this 23 step algorithm. Rather that's, that's that's crazy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, so instead of the Rubik's Cube being this like very inspiring experience for me, it was kind of this like it did the exact opposite where I was like, man, yeah, okay, like maybe maybe there are skills out there that I can't do. And the reason I can't do them is because my brain doesn't have the computational power right. to do it. <laughs> and so tying a bow tie, I felt like one of those things. Like, I feel like it almost even has like a reputation for being like, like s- sort of like you have to have leaned into the quirk so much in order to have like learned how to do this thing. And like, that's part of like what makes it so whimsical and special. Yeah. And, and sure enough, I was like, man, this is not that bad and I can do it. And I'm, and I was like, I honestly, I kind of, I felt like I was like glowing with pride a little bit. Yeah. I was like, this was pretty yeah, cool. It's like as it, anyone else could have tied it, but because you knew you tied it, it was like, it was like beaming. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully that light like, that conveyed. Oh, like it was, like, I think it was pretty. I was like, oh, yeah, Ben tied that for yeah, sure. Like, yeah, I can, he's I can wearing tell. it I like a man who ties his own bow tie. <laughs> <you know? laughs> no, it felt good. It felt good because yeah. I mean, like throughout my whole life, I just really haven't had a whole lot of instances to like to be that particularly dressed up. Um, I, even to this day, like I would probably be happier if somebody else tied a necktie for me. I can do it, but I just never feel like it comes out like looking the proper like, you know, length down my body or like the little tail behind or whatever seems like it's too long a regular tie i feel like like you know like i can tie a tie no problem sure i can do it but it's like i've been using the same knot to tie a tie since i was like in high school and i feel like there's a part of me that's like i think this is the version of it that like maybe dad taught me because like this is the easiest one to do or something or like whenever i do it i'm like it kind of feels like the the triangles like a little sideways or like it's not making like a perfect equilateral looking you know uh shape around my neck here right or something right, like right. i feel like i feel like i could fine tune it a little bit but at the same time like the times in which i need to wear a tie are so far and few in between that it's like i can just continue to get by with the knowledge that i have and i'm like am i doing it right am i just doing a bad job or is it just totally fine and i'm overthinking it i don't know could be all the above could be all the above yeah yeah anyway but so yeah I, I had put on here this is yeah you're right this is a good example because i was thinking last week like uh, i was confronted with a task we have got uh our, our house is decorated with christmas lights yeah which got uh which are just like you know professionally installed sure which yeah. they're like and i love the way it looks and like people have stopped me in the street to compliment me on the lights and i'm like i love it i love that our house is all lit up it's yes. so cool you're, you're also in like a rather prominent spot yeah. inside of your neighborhood where it's like people like you enter and it's sort of like no yeah it is i mean it is yeah it's right there when you enter the neighborhood there's like 400 houses so like on the daily lots of people are going by my house so it feels like i gotta set a good example for the entire neighborhood which i think we're doing but um so the way we have the timer set up when they were asking us 
like when they were installing it uh, for the season, they're like, when do you want the timer to go off? Like, do you want it to, you know, what time of day do you want it to come on and go off? And I was like, okay, I want it to start at like, you know, 6 p.m. and go to like 11 p.m. And then can you also do it from like 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. so that, you know, while people are leaving and it's still dark outside. Oh, pretty clever. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And that's what I did last year. And I I liked that. I was like, oh, even in the morning, we look like fun and festive and stuff. I don't have to do anything. Right. Lo and behold, though, last year, they set it up exactly as I uh, requested this time um, the next morning came and they did not set the timer for the morning, <sighs> which is like ah, sort of a bummer, sort of a bummer. And it's like, you know, th- th- now now they're completely gone. Like if they were there earlier, I could have been like, you know, maybe I would have seen it, but it's like ah, they're going to come back and redo it or whatever. Right. Yeah. That said, in the past, I know I have gone out there and been like, you know what? They're coming on like half an hour early. It's not dark yet. And I went out there and I like opened the box and I was like, oh God, you know, part of me was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to look at this thing. And like, I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up and then it's not going to work at all. And then there's going to be a whole week where they can't come out and fix it for me. And that's a huge amount of time when there's only three weeks until Christmas. So, it, and I'm yeah, like, precisely. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't like, touch it because you're going to mess it up. Right. This right? was this was literally again. Go back to the aquarium days. This was this would be like part of the interview process for joining the world of aquariums is yeah. programming a digital wall timer. Yeah, because having your aquarium lights come on and off automatically is like that is like auto automation step number one must be done because otherwise people will forget to turn them off and the algae will just go like like mad bananas yeah yeah but so but then every single one of them is completely different and it will just drive you it can drive you up a wall trying yeah. to program these things. Yes. So I remember there was a, yeah, a couple of years ago we decided to, I, I was going to go change it and I'd be like, I'll go pff, no promises, but I'll go, I'll go look at it. I'll go open the box and see if I can like figure out how to do it. <laughs> and like I opened the box and like, I'm like looking at it and it's like simple as could be. I was like, Oh, okay. And I just like moved the timer a little bit. It worked immediately. And I was like, okay, great. No problem. Wow. Like, I think I can, I think I can handle it. That was like three years ago though. So whatever confidence I had about doing it is pretty much gone. Oh, it's evaporated. You know? yeah. yeah. It's yeah. evaporated. So now, and now what I'm doing isn't extending an existing timer, which feels like it's just like making one wedge bigger. It's like I have to add in a whole second round, yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm yeah. like, okay, okay. What would this look like? What is it going to look like? Because like, and in my mind, I'm like, I remember I fixed it before. So I'm like, I can, I feel like I can do it, but what I'm going to need, what I'm going to require to do it, because you're also going to be outside, and no matter what, this is the kind of task where the weather will not behave. It's not like you're going to be, it's like you're going to be out there and you will be cold whilst you try and figure it out. Yeah, it'd probably also be like somehow like lightning and, and like heavy yeah. rain. And yeah, yeah, Some, yeah. Something is going to be making it uncomfortable. I'll probably be wearing like the wrong pant. This is kind of, whenever I have assembled furniture, I like change my pants. Oh, like, okay. If I'm wearing like jeans, it's just like there's no chance. Like, like, you, like you just you just know better at this right, point. Right, it's like, yeah, like you're going to be crouching down. You're going to be like bending the fabric all over the place. It's like, this is going to be a thing that is going to be in your way. Then you're going to be like, why am I so frustrated? And you're not going to realize it's your pants. And eventually, I've gotten to the age in life where it's like if you're put if you're putting together furniture, just put on some sweats, man. Yeah, so some good assembly good. pants. Good, you need construction pants, and it's not outdoor construction pants. It's indoor construction pants. These are IKEA pants. You know? IKEA pants. Yeah, we. Yeah. Well, this feels like a piece of merch. We could have assembly pants, and they're it's just a, literally yeah. sweatpants. It's just it's just sweatpants. <laughs> it's like for, for when you're in, inevitably installing stuff, putting mm-hmm. things together. You're gonna be doing it. Yeah. So anyway, I'm like I I know the kind of fidgety like little task this is going to be to go add the the 
hour and a half of time I want on the Christmas lights. Right. It's like, I have no doubt that I can figure it out. Like, but what it is going to take is like five to 15 minutes of alone time outside where I'm unbothered and can just like stare at it and figure it out. And it's like, I live at my house enough to know that it doesn't exist. <laughs> like it just, there's no chance. This, this, not, this, like, this window is not the, available. The window is not available, right? It's like, I know I am like five minutes at any given point. I am like five minutes away from having the problem solved. But like, I can tell you the act of like, putting my shoes on or putting the jacket on or opening the door. All of these little like are like visual audio cues to my children that like something's happening. What are you doing, dad? What's happening? Like I need, or, or like that, like even, even if they don't follow me outside, which they will like, which, will. which they will, they will recognize that the atmosphere of the inside of the house has changed and they will get rambunctious. There will be loud noises. There will be crying and like crying at the kind of which that Beth can't handle by herself. Right. You know, right. it's not like, it's not like I can't, even if I tried to prepare for it and be like, I'm going to go work on the Christmas timer. Right. Yeah. Because like, as a reminder, the task we're attempting to accomplish is go and spend 10 minutes outside right. that's, tinkering that's with the timer. That's all we need to do. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm going to be out there. Do not let anyone come bother me. It will not work. Right. Like, right. I, like I know I've read the weather too often of the house. And it's <laughs> like someone's going to be out there or something's going to happen inside. It's like in my brain. I just, I just know, I just know it. And it's like th this, this potential metaphorical hurdle that will befall me is like enough to stop me from ever trying even that you know and so it's like weeks have gone by and they're still not coming on in the morning and it's like i really like i the the willpower needed to go outside and just fidget with it for like what cannot be more than like five to ten minutes just isn't there because i'm like either someone's gonna get out there and they're gonna want to help but it's like no you, you cannot help me you cannot help me you, the only way to help me is to go inside which is never the way kids want to help yeah right, you know, right, right they want to yeah. be in there twisting stuff and, right yeah, you the, know, can, cannot even yeah. let them know that this timer exists i know it's like that's other things like if you know what exists you might come out here and mess with it yourself right yeah you know? and then your lights are on from noon to five exactly <laughs> noon to five and in spanish you know yeah, right in spanish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like people drive by and they're just like huh <laughs> those lights are they in spanish <laughs> they might certainly Something, yeah i can't these lights <clears throat> need subtitles <laughs> like right oh man that's hilarious and yeah. now what i find to be even funnier is the fact that we are now sitting here and you just got to spend 10 minutes describing I fixed it. The, the plight of yeah. not having 10 minutes available I to, know. to fix your timer i know this is and like there there's so many times where like i feel like I, I need to go do a task and it's like the reason I haven't done this task yet is because of all the reasons I just said. Yeah, like it like like, um, okay, this is sort of a funny one. So for that happened literally yesterday. Okay. Okay. So Light on us, right? <laughs> um, we we have if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, you'll see in between us is one of the Carlin brother mercantile candles. It is our poison apple candle. Yes. Yeah. We're doing like our, um, you know, princess of the month club or yes. whatever. Yep. And Beth for like months was like, Hey, can you add 
candles to our Carlin Brothers coffee subscription. And I was like, absolutely, I can. <laughs> Certainly, I am that company. I, I own can that do company. It. I can make that happen for you. And I went to work and like I kept forgetting to do it at work. And like finally, I was like, okay, I'm getting it. I added the candles. I'm like, boom. I got, and th- this is even just adding it though. It's one of these tasks. Like we have like, uh, like a code to use to like, you know, discount ourselves. Sure. When you're yeah. checking out online. Right. So I don't have to like email all the people or whatever. And it's like, I can never remember the code because it's extremely long so that it's not guessable. <laughs> and I always have to go look it up. And for whatever reason, it's like at one point it changed. It used to be one thing that I knew and now it changed, but it changed to something so similar as to like, I have to go look it up and I have to like find it again. And it's like way deep in slack. And it's like, I, that part of it always slows me down, but I eventually finally remembered to add the candles to the subscription. And like, I remember doing it and like, it's done three months go by and we have not gotten a candle at the house. And I'm like, mm-hmm. now, now that's like, what, why didn't you do it? And I'm like, I did. I promise I did. And now I'm like, <laughs> now, now what I'm going to have to do is go in and like email one of our people and be like, something's wrong with my account, which is going to be embarrassing for me because we own the company. I'm like, why can't I figure it out? Right, right. And I'm going to like be like, something's wrong. How many other people is this happening to or whatever? Or I'm going to have to go and go through the entire discount code look up fidgety process again. And I finally I go ahead and do it. And I realize that after like two months or three months of this, that what has happened is once upon a time, we made uh, Super Carlin Brothers sweatshirts. Yes. And our grandpa commented on one of our Instagram posts and said, I'd love to have one of those. And I was like, I'm just going to send it to him right now. So I don't forget. Look at you go. I know. I went through or looked up the code and everything. And I plugged in their address and boom, send him the sweatshirt. Awesome. Got it done. But that meant that on my Carlin Brothers coffee account, his address was saved somewhere in there. And even though I never need to send him anything at all, right. uh, when I signed up for the candle subscription, even though my coffee subscription comes to my house, it sent the candles to him. So, so for what, the, what blows my mind is that Grant, so grandpa's been receiving your candles. Yes. So yeah. what, what blows my mind the most is that you haven't received a phone call from grandpa about oh, yeah. this like exact a text thing. message or anything like, oh, love the candles or anything like that. So I finally go in and discover the problem um, or I looked at my email and it was like candle successfully delivered to your grandparents P.O. box. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I see what the problem is. And I'm going to have to go into my account and change the thing. And like that's going to be an annoying task for reasons I've already stated. But the other day, Beth was like, where can, did you ever fix the, the address thing on the candles? And I was like, I'm just going to do it right now. You're talking to me right now, and I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to change the address form right now while you're watching me do it. Like, let me pull it up. And like in the time it took me to even just pull up the website and like try and log into the account, like Beth had changed the subject three more times and a child had started crying. I was like, (laughs) like, this is why I can't do it. Like you ask me why I can't do it. This is why, like I only need five minutes of focused attention to change the address and I can't because since we started talking about it, I've had to also engage you in conversation and four other things and I've been like asked to like microwave like food for a kid and someone is crying because I tripped having a race around the house and it's like I can't like this is this is the reason 
Jay, this is going to age so hilariously. I, <laughs> like looking back on this moment of your life and your because uh, both of these things to an outsider, they are comically small they, problems. Ex- they are like, like beyond comically the small, small. The small problems are the big problems, Ben. This is this is the truth of life, I think, is that the small problems are the big problems. And it's like you're trying to do these little things and you can't because like th- the stuff will get in the way and like even like we i remember earlier this year uh we talked several podcasts long about setting up the garden in my backyard yes and i had my whole watering dilemma where the hose like didn't quite reach or i had to go out and like drag it out there every day or you know the hose shrank or whatever <laughs> and at one point this was so that was so annoying oh my gosh like i i went out and bought this like super long hose that would reach to the garden so that i could leave the sprinkler right next to it and every day i just have to go outside and turn on the faucet and then beth was like i hate the look of the hose in the yard you can't like leave it out there and i'm like what are you talking about that's exactly why i got the hose it's <laughs> just like this was this, this was my objective a, this is the plan we have to water the garden <laughs> and then like her dad overheard that and he got me a new hose hose which was great thank you for that except that problem was that hose only reaches if the water's turned on oh it's like one of those like retractable and then when you turn it off it scrunches it back up and it's like now every day i gotta go not only turn the water on but also drag it out there again which is anyway (laughs) whatever thing and at one point i remember you being like oh you know what you should do so you don't have to go out and like turn the water on and off or just get like a hose timer and i was like ben i'd love it and like in my brain i was like that's a great i think out loud i was like that's a great idea and in my brain i was like ben i'd love to get a hose timer but it's impossible okay (laughs) i'm gonna the problem is i'll have to learn how to use a hose timer and that'll take about two minutes and i don't have two minutes it won't it won't exist you know i can't i (laughs) I almost I almost want to like come over to your house on the weekends and yeah. you just give me a list of things you need done mm-hmm. and I'll be like I got I got you. You think you do? I, I got you. <laughs> I mean I mean I under these circumstances I would I would request that you you continue <clears throat> to watch your children. Yeah, which is what you're extremely good at doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'll just go and take care of some of the other bits for you because I yeah. might be able to I might be <laughs> able to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, maybe, maybe. I remember this was uh, I the so along the lines of Christmas decor. Um, we have this big like ledge in the same room as the Christmas tree. Yes, if you yeah. can imagine, it's a vaulted ceiling. Um, so it's like a big diagonal up, and then underneath where it would otherwise peak, there's like a wall down about halfway to where the ceiling should be. But of course, that's where the room is open. Right. That's creating the large space. But there's also like a ledge that just is like a big shelf. Yeah, it's, big like, shelf it's, it's like a place there. for stuff. It's like a place for stuff. It looks. It's like <laughs> it looks like born to put decorations up there, or you know? or just store Nerf bullets, or store Nerf bullets. It yeah, fe- it feels like that's like where they would end up, and then it would just be like the kids would be like, well, I couldn't reach them, so they're just up there for now there's a large variety of things besides nerf bullets that get stuck up there yep for sure there's yeah. beanie babies there's I mean, who knows anything that could be thrown is up there right yeah. me. I, I mean yeah to a, to a to a child a ledge is basically like a basketball hoop it's and a, it's yeah. just sort of like what all can we get up exactly there? if you're not trying to get stuff up there you're accidentally getting stuff stuck up there true yeah. you know and it's like yeah. it's high enough that i can't just reach it you okay. know so if it's up there i gotta get like a ladder out and i gotta tell you i don't own a big enough ladder to do that that (laughs) so anyway like we have this sled from our grandparents that has been it's like one of these like family heirloom type things yes it has been in the family for like 
like over 80 years, you yeah. know, if not longer. I don't know. I, I think it dates back to like like the first decade of the 1900s, like yeah. 1908 so it is might the number be, that comes to mind. In which case, it's over 100 years old. Yeah. And my it's lived at our grandparents' house forever. They gave it to my parents. And I like, I, you know, we finally put the Christmas tree up in this room. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it would go perfect on that ledge is the sled. It'll be like, I can, it's a way to have it in the house and be very festive and put it on big display and it'll be far out of reach of any child right. who might be aiming to accidentally destroy it. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, did you ask the kids to throw it at each other for sport and then have it <laughs> accidentally land up on the edge? Yeah, the that, might have, worked. that yeah. might have worked. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, this is a huge sled. Like the, yeah. the, That was a joke. There's no way they could throw it. Yeah, at they couldn't throw it at all. But <clears> it, it, as it's very old, there is it's it's possibly fragile, especially in like certain locations, which I I've been told by dad is very tricky woodwork and could not be replaced by like modern whatever artisans yeah modern yeah, gotcha. artisans like this you know you gotta this is the spot and not only that but it's a little it's a little slap job already or whatever i'm like okay okay i got it but he brings it over and i'm gonna put it up there and i go to and there's some like like light like tube lights up there okay and i'm like i go to put the sleigh up and it turns out like they it can't there's no there's not a spot for it to rest where it's not like also hitting the lights oh and i'm like okay. mm, yeah. this is a prop this is a prop that's like it feels like a fixable problem because the tube lights like all i need to do is like inch them forward like an inch okay you know but um whoever put them up there clearly did the correct thing just screwed them into place sure so they're not um accessible to move the extra inch which means that i can't put the sled up there until i can move the tube lights one inch away from the wall so there's room for the runner to fit on the shelf so you gotta get a, get a drill <laughs> i need to one get a ladder bring it to my house that was the problem is that i have like a step ladder enough to like put the sled up there but not one that's high enough to like access the lights excuse okay. me i'm about to cough <coughs> <coughs> And then, so I finally, I bring, <laughs> I bring a ladder from work and I'm like, I am going to do this. Like I even knew when I was going to, I had a plan. Like I was going to be the only person in the house. I was like, we got this. Beth and the twins are on a trip. Luke is in bed. I just want to sit here and play games. But I am like, because in the meantime, every day that the sled is not up there, it's just in my house, you know, yeah. ready to be destroyed. <clears throat> sure, sure, sure. And and not to mention, it's like you want it to be festive for yeah. as long as possible. As long as possible. Yeah, yeah I get you. I uh, set up the ladder and I get up there and I'm in this, I'm investigating the light and however the metal casing clips together, it is such that like I cannot access any of the screws with the screwdriver to like pull the light away from it at all because they're all like inside the mechanism. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's looking more and more to me like the only way to get to the spots to even unhinge the metal from itself is for me to take the light bulbs out of it first, which is probably just a good call anyway. Sure. Yeah. But the problem then becomes that those are the only light source in that room. So the <laughs> I can't work on it in the dark. <laughs> Oh my so, gosh. I know. I'm like, this is such a, like, I'm trying to be so proactive about it. Even if I, and, and it's like one of those things, like, I know now that I'm going to have to do it in the middle of the day, or at least when it's still light outside so that the windows can give in on there. But that means I'm going to have to have the ladder set up while there are children awake and while I'm up there. And like, even then, and I get the light bulb out, I might still 
fall short because like the i just maybe i still can't access the screws even without the light bulb in there and it's like it's so much effort to possibly still run into a brick wall of frustration and it's just like it's uh, and as of recording it, it is december 11th it's december 11th so you got you got like really two good weeks i know well and i mean yeah you could probably get into like a few weeks into january sure, probably. that's a good point that's a good point yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you know I mean, sl- sleds are not just holiday they're not centric. i mean you, know, they could, you could last us through the winter you yeah know, it could be fun but it's like i gotta i gotta like the pressure is on to move this light one inch away from the wall so that I can put this lead up there. And that's uh that's my current predicament that I'm like, am I am I five minutes away from it? I don't know. But that 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 window of opportunity is so like hard to come by. No, yeah. And I, I mean this this is definitely I think one of those things that I um like when I started my vlog uh back <coughs> when Addie was born, I think the thing that became very apparent to me very quickly and then like almost even like one of the things that I was like, I am not even creating like new like a new in my mind, I was like, you know, a week is plenty of time to have a new message each week. Like for the pop, yeah. you know, we don't talk about necessarily the exact same topic. We touch on a lot of the same things mm-hmm. fairly frequently, but like, you know, I, I like to think that at least week to week to week, you know, we talk about different areas of our life, different problems that we're dealing with, you know, like whatever, whatever. Um, <clears throat> With my vlog, I felt like I kept getting to the end of every single episode, and like my wrap up for the week was, "Man, I have less time than before." <laughs> you know, and I was like, "It was like, man, I'm tired. My bandwidth limited." Mm-hmm. You know, and like all of these things had like the the same uh, denominator, which was largely just like now having become a parent, your life is just so much busier yeah. than it than it used to be. And now like all of the time that you had to do things like exactly like what you're describing, you now don't really have the available, like same amount of availability to like kind of get this thing yeah. done. And then, then it becomes super apparent super quickly. <clears throat> like the number of things that you try to, you know, incorporate into your life. Like I, I came in this, this very morning to the office and I was so excited to, to tell the staff that I had finally baked a loaf of bread, yeah. which, you know, I had like literally bought the pans and the materials and like everything that I needed to bake bread like six months ago. Yeah. And like yesterday, Addie was like under the weather. And so because she was like willing to just sort of be like parked and like, you know, wrapped up in blankets and like we had like frozen playing like on the TV and stuff like that it was like oh my goodness i have i have time to go and bake some bread yeah <laughs> you know Whoa. And, but like now i mean hearing hearing the challenges that you like you're up against it's definitely like okay i feel like baking bread was a pretty luxurious use of my my spare time yeah. compared to my inability <clears throat> to go and like change a timer yeah so yeah yeah there you go anyway this is my this is my life now well next july be sure to report back let us know how the sled situation's going yeah you know i'll be very excited to hear you know how you how you get it all ready you know for the fourth of july and, yeah right you i know. know yeah it's like uh, that's the other thing it's like yeah the, and, then, and then i'm gonna am i gonna go to all the trouble of getting it down or is it like no it's staying up there now <laughs> that was know? my exact <laughs> thought. i was yeah. like i was like yeah, like you might just want to go for a sled vibe. Yeah, in you this know, room. we're like, a sled house let, now. Let, let that lead the way. You know, I mean, some people say like you know the area rug is like a great way to like sort of mm-hmm. dictate like the 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 feng shui, so to speak, right. like the 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 design terms, like yeah. what colors are we using. Just make it very sled oriented. Yes, just giant pictures of reindeer. You know, right. I mean, all the time. People be like, you know, it's like, uh, you guys really into Christmas? I'm be like, no, I'm into sleds. <laughs> I'm big. into sleds. It's like, oh, really? How did that interest happen? Well, once upon a time, uh, it was really hard to get that sled uh, up on that ledge and then i did and basically that's my whole personality now it's not going anywhere let me tell you that (laughs) go and go and subscribe to my youtube channel sleds.com yes sleds sleds sleds. yeah if you want the full story check out a popcorn culture episode 210 (laughs) 
I complain about it for 10 minutes. Oh, man. Uh, Good times. Good times. So anyway, maybe I'm only five minutes away. It makes me wonder how many things I'm like five minutes away from learning how to do and like or even you know we were we when our other podcast through the Gryffindor yeah we have we were recording it last week and um we have this like big monitor down there so we can see you know what we look like um yeah we're, like we're, we're, we're a lot further from the camera itself under that yeah. circumstance we needed like a good way to see uh make to make sure like that we were in focus and that the camera is like recording because we're the only people in the room while we're doing it yeah. so there's there's nobody else that are like sitting and monitoring to make sure that it works right exactly and the last thing you want in that kind of podcast we're doing like you know off the cuff analysis is to like lose the video or lose the audio because like you can't recreate the conversation you had yeah there's, there's, you there's no script in these things <clears throat> there's no yeah. script yeah so i can just go re-record it so um there's that and sure enough like last week we were recording and the monitor which normally has like a display on it and shows the little red dot or this big red square that indicates that you're recording all the display goes away and it's just showing us and we're like normally if it's just showing us it means it's not recording at all yeah and we like have this like you know freak out mid-record session and we were like oh oh what do we do like should we do we need to stop and we got up and we checked it and for whatever reason it just stopped showing the display (laughs) on the monitor it was still recording thank goodness we didn't like lose the episode or anything but it was like let's you know how like how do we fix this so that we can see it on the monitor like what what happened such that you know we we, we're not seeing it and it feels like the kind of task that is like because you're going to be like fiddling through the camera and going through all the settings and trying to wonder what it is like it probably is like five to ten minutes away from being solved permanently right but also there's other people who work here who just know how the camera works better and you can just ask them how to set it up and that's how we did it the first time around and for some reason now it's just like glitched out of the problem right and it's like like if we learn how to do it then in the future, we'll be able to solve it. But like in the moment, the person who set it up wasn't here that day. And right. Like, <laughs> yes, yep. So I mean, and, and that that's exactly how it goes. Like, I mean, because that's <gasps> like more than anything, it's it's like because there's somebody in the room who's already kind of an expert on this thing. It's almost like we don't ever really need to spend that much time worrying about getting to know it ourselves because we have somebody here who's just already an expert on it. Right. And that's why we hired them. Yes, exactly. And, and then, you know, like you, you do run into these like weird problems where it's like, how is it possible that we've made it this far in this career and still haven't learned how to make the monitor display the little red dot that says, Hey, you're recording just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, and it feels like it should just be one or two buttons, but it's like, but for whatever reason, it's not. And it's like, and then you're like, it was working, but now it's not. So is it even something I can just fix? Am I actually hitting the right buttons and the technology is not just not talking to each other? Yeah. It's like, don't know. Don't know. So. Anyway, that's my rant over, I suppose. Rant over. Yeah. Well, well done. I'll well let done. you know whether or not I fix the Christmas lights. And the and the red blinking light and the, and the bl- sled. And the sled. Yeah. 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 I have the ladder at the house now. So that's, there's that. That's one big step done. I know. I gotta yeah. I gotta find time to get up there and ugh, it's gonna be tricky. I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Well, be sure to let us know. I will. I wanna know. Okay. Yeah. Right, transition? Transition. All right. 
Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Jay. So I, I have, I had a dream myself here recently. So, oh, yeah. um, a, a couple of weeks ago on the pop, you, you regaled us all with the concept that is, that is death cat death cat. Yeah. yeah. Which has been honestly one of the more fun conversations to go and have with just about every person that I know. Oh man. It, You're like, yeah, I have an idea for a movie. They're like, oh yeah. It's like, yeah. First of all, it's called death cat. And it's like, I'm interested. Yeah. Here's yeah, my li- money. Right. Yeah. Like literally every single person, it's like you lead with death cat and they're like, I'm already in. Yeah. yeah Tell course, me more. Yeah. Why doesn't that exist already? Right. 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 So anyway, so death cat has been, been a lot of fun. The, the short premise for anybody who hadn't, hadn't heard it in the past is basically Jay had a dream about like a, an eccentric rich person of sorts, either an M billionaire or a B billionaire. Um, Mm-hmm. One, one of the two and basically the the thing is like if you can you and your friends can survive a whole weekend with death cat then you are entitled to like some some big large sum of money right yeah. and and basically like the the group of of gents uh or folks go and stay with the cat and then just uh chaos ensues chaos ensues they don't yeah. make it who knew who knew who death knew that wins right yeah but then the real question is like is the cat doing it on purpose or is it just sort of this like weird like amount of pressure attached to uh the knowledge that there could be so much at stake right that like people are taking it like to, to such extreme levels like they're they're almost like it's like being on stage it's like you're you're now like aware of every single movement you make yeah and like everything becomes that much more erratic right yes perhaps there's like a as i'm thinking about it maybe there needs to be a clause like the winnings will be like split evenly amongst the all of you or something then it's like oh so if there's less of us there's more for us. Right, yeah. right, right. Then, then the real question is, is the cat even relevant to the story is the at cat, all? But of course the cat is relevant because that's like, <laughs> that's the cat-a-list. <laughs> ah, the cat-a-list. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, is the cat like supernatural? Is there something, is the, is the, is the M-illionaire or B-illionaire like, uh, you know, like secretly like the devil or something? Ooh, and you're like, okay, you know, is there something like, you know, truly malicious happening here? Or is it just like, this guy is just an eccentric dude who loves to watch the chaos happen? Could be, could be. Yeah, yeah. hard to know, hard to know now um and, and then we also came up with the the hilarious well in our personal opinion idea of having every single one of the death cat sequels yeah having some type of uh other well-known sequel related uh like numerology yes. attached to it so right. like two death two cat yeah 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 two death two cat or uh <laughs> return of the it? death cat yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a return of the king joke yeah or uh what was it um yeah death death cat two attack of the clones yes you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. De- death cat three tokyo drift yeah <laughs> death cat five order of the phoenix exactly yeah something like that like, it's like wait a minute what's going on it's like why is that why is that part of the title it's yeah. like oh because the writers think it's hysterical <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the studio for some reason approved it no it's like is this, is this legal are we getting away with this yeah okay, probably so not probably death not cat five order of the phoenix can't wait yes so <clears throat> um similarly a, a couple of nights later then i ended up having a dream that um i have i've i have told you about before so you were you're gonna have to listen to it again but mm-hmm. the the basic concept of the dream was sort of a lot of like what you see in like space related 
um, like films and stuff like that, where like a lot of times like hypersleep is sort of like something you might do where yeah. like, you know, you are going to be traveling so far in space to reach such a far flung destination that the like best way to get you to survive getting there without sort of like, um, you know, going mad with boredom in the process is basically just like hypersleep. So you're going to be asleep for like years or something while the, while the ship just like quietly noiselessly travels through space and eventually gets there. So I was basically having this dream that we, you and I were in space doing like a similar kind of Mm -hmm. mission and we were given these um, like tablets or pills or something um, like a, like a small consumable and what it would allow uh, either of us at any point in time to do would basically be to experience one night worth of sleep. Mm-hmm. Like that is like from, from your perspective on things, you would basically like lay down and for some reason in a sleeping bag, I don't know if that's like just for safety purposes or whatever the case may be. Right, yeah. But <clears throat> what it would do is actually put you into like just a complete state of stasis for one whole year. And so the really weird thing in my dream that happened was like you and I were chatting and I was like, okay, I'm going to do one of these things. Like, you know, I'll, I'll see you like for me, it's basically like, I'll see you tomorrow. And you're like, all right, I'll see you next year. Right. Um, but like, you know, I, I crawl into the sleeping bag. I take the thing. And like when I then wake back up, I'm like blown away at like how different the cockpit of like our ship is. And I'm like, whoa, like, what did you do? Like, you know, but then like from your perspective, you've just been going through and living 365 days of your life you know like doing different projects building different little things for the ship like you know moving this thing here because you needed space over there whatever yeah. the case may be i have like, all the time in the world to do projects on this ship yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's like all you the know. timers perfect perfect timers you know what they're great i had yeah i didn't have five minutes to learn how to do something i had a year yeah 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 to learn the, how the, to do as many sled, things as i wanted the sleds are exactly where we want them exactly yeah you're I like put one on the nose of the ship didn't exactly, yeah, just, yeah, why just, i don't why, know you know what I was like, you know, how long is it going to take me to learn how to do that? I was like, a couple hours? Like, all right, well, that's all I got but time. You right, know? right, right. So why not? <laughs> um, but like, so the, the point is that you're experiencing time in, in such a long form way that like in your mind, not that much has really changed about the ship. Like, yeah. y- like, like you don't even really notice. It's almost like watching your own child grow up versus like seeing a family member's child, like only at Christmas each year Yeah, where it's like you see them and you're like, Whoa, you're a year older. You're a year bigger. You can say a lot more things like you're doing a sport. Now you started first grade. Like, you know, yeah. like there's, there's all, you know, it's like you, you see like one stop, you know, uh, like, like big increments apart. And so, but like, yeah, as, as a parent, like you never notice your, your kid's hair getting longer or, yeah. you know, them, them speaking more or something necessarily, because it's all, it's all happening so slowly and organically that it makes sense. Um, so anyway, the, the concept then that I sort of translated this to in my head after I woke up was, um, I was like, this would be like a really interesting premise for a story where all of humanity, all of society, like when you are born, you have five and I'm, I'm, I call them stones. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have five stones that each allow you to skip one year of time. Right. And you can take them. You can you can choose to not take them ever. Uh, you can choose to take them strategically for 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 different reasons, like whatever the case may be. But they, they cannot be transferred. They're all like biologically like linked to your person. Mm hmm. 
And the idea would be that like, you know, through through stages or whatever, you could go and, and experience exactly as I described. You could take one of your stones, you would go to sleep for what would feel like one evening and you would wake up and it would be one year later. Right. And like it's been kind of interesting to me because I, I spent the next couple of days like similar to, to Death Cat, like going and like telling everybody in my life this concept. And I felt like the ways in which people were coming up with like how or why, if ever they would choose to take one of the and then the the, the name of the um of the story would be called skipping stones right yeah, what do you, um, yeah your skipping stones yeah you see you have your Great skipping name. stones yeah um so how would you use each or how or would you use your five skipping stones right and i think that the knee-jerk reaction for a lot of people was sort of like well i would never want to miss a year of of anything right you know like like that that is not something that like i would i would choose to do but and then it seems like once it sits with people for a couple of minutes there's been like some really interesting things like or responses that have come up yeah um and and from like very different perspectives yeah. as well um so like one of them for example was sort of this idea that like if you were going through like a really challenging breakup for example you might sort of be like um like you know what I'm going to take one of these skipping stones because part of what is so difficult about the breakup is sort of like the immediacy of it, like feeling all of the feels attached to like what's happening and like where will our lives go and where will they end up? But if you were to go through a breakup, you don't get the experience of a full year past. You just get the one night of sleep. Right. But if you were to wake up essentially air quotes the next morning, one year later, then at least the person who you went through the breakup with has now had one full year of time to go and like, like rebuild their own life somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, or like to, to go and like find their new normal in some type of new situation. Right. Um, or alternatively, another one might be like a situation where uh, maybe you've, maybe you've reached uh, like an older age in life and you're um, like anticipating, like maybe you have like a, like a grandson, granddaughter, you know, who is like, 23 24 and like you want to ensure that you will be there like for their wedding right. or something so you you systematically take like like one wake up a year later are you guys getting closer to like you know like, right like a wedding day or something and it's like no no we're not quite there yet and it's like you do the next one and you're like you wake up and it's like it's like oh we're engaged like you know we have a date set for like you know like whatever and so the, like the idea at that point in time might be like well i want to be sure i can be there for this person's wedding day right you know and, and i've waited my whole life i saved all my stones now i can like literally just like like allow my body to go into the stasis you know for, right for these nights yeah and each time like I can wake up a year later, check in, see what's going on. And right. If all is well, then all is good. Yeah. Um, Cause like the idea is that like once you're once, once you're in, once you're in skip, right. Yeah, once, once you're you, skipping, nothing, every, everything remains the same to your body. Yeah. 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 So right. like your, your body doesn't, it doesn't age or like, like nothing about your physical self. Um, is, is challenged in any way, shape or form. Right. So like if you have like cancer or something and they're like, well, you've got, you know, six, you know, months to live, you could, you can take one of your stones and maybe like wait a year for like some research to develop or something. Also without true. Like yes. a risk. Yeah. No, that's another yeah. really good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like, it's like, you know, we're, we're so many years out on, on, you know, like, like, like studies are being done right now, but like, you know, it's, it's this far in the future. So, you know, like whatever, um, that, that could be the type of thing where it's like, okay, like I'm going to take 
I'm, right. I'm going to see like, will five years make a difference? Yeah. Um, I think, I think what's super, this sounds like an episode of like black mirror. Or it something. definitely does. Black yeah. mirror is what it reminded me of a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, what's so fun. I think about concepts like this is like, it's so like you you, when you think about it the first time is you think about all the ways in which you could use it to either improve or yet yeah, to probably improve certain aspects of your life as it exists right now. But what you really have to take into consideration when you're like world building for something like this is that the entire world that the people are living in would be one where everyone had always had these like stones available the whole time. Yes. So, like how much, how different is society like as a whole? Like, is it, you know, is it like, are people mad when people, because like right now, like if I feel like if suddenly everyone had it or something like, like it, you'd have to like have this adjustment period of like, oh, we didn't used to have this, but now we do. And so it's like, now it feels like a, like, how do you do it? But if it's just been ingrained into the culture forever, forever yeah. then it's like, how does, how, like, do you, you know, like one of the, one of the ideas I came like that immediately came to my mind was like, oh, well, like imagine you get to like, you know, the year before retirement and you got a stone and you're like, well, guess what? But boom, I'm going to go ahead and just do this and wake up tomorrow and be retired. It'll be amazing. Right. You know, because, but then you're like, oh, so now let, let's see, like in a world like this, are you allowed to just like do this? And would you like be safe from being fired at your job? Or like if you intentionally cut like years off of yeah exactly that like retirement cutting or something like is that like allowed or is that like a known entity it's like no 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 no, no. we we understand that p enough people started to take advantage of the system that like you know well and that's even the thing yeah i think it's so ingrained into all of culture in this in this like fictional world in my mind is that like it's it's the type of thing where where nobody would contest it ever like but because you have you have five moments in your life five i mean in you know year-long moments to be fair like which is a lengthy amount of time yeah but you have five of these yeah everybody recognizes like the the um potential sanctuary or like the reason or the understanding or just like it's like it's like the universally agreed upon type of thing where it's like if somebody decides to use their stones you know to like and they're going to be gone from work for a year or something it's like that is just a pre-excused all the time and always like absolute like right. you can't be fired for using one of your stones right um but you know so then like the interesting thing as well would be something like uh take like you know 2020 or something you start to see like the pandemic oh yeah you know start to unfold a little bit and you know i could i could see a world where all of a sudden people might be like man it wouldn't be the worst to just be like let's just see what's happening a year from now oh yeah you know? I, mean, like, I can only imagine it because like i remember when the pandemic when we first started hearing about like covid and stuff it was like man this is this sounds bad like you know uh, <sighs> I, I mean, it sounds so naive when you think back on it, but I remember thinking like, you know, let's let's just give everyone we'll have everyone work from home for, you know, the rest of the week and we'll just see where we're at on Sunday, you know, and it, yeah, was yeah, like, like, and it was like, you know, by Sunday they were like, all right, everyone's going to be working home until uh, June and you're like, J- God, what? Wait, what? Because that was like, you know, January. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, March, I think. Yeah. So whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. But it was like, excuse me, because I thought, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Right. And then, you know, you look back now and now we're like years later and it's like, yeah, it's still sort of present. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But I can totally see where things were like starting to get really bad. People will be like, yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, we'll just skip. 
you know, we'll get a year out and everything, you know, hopefully everything will be better when I wake up. Right. But then the question ultimately then becomes as well is that like there's a kind of I mean, like, you know, obviously you don't want anybody subjected to those circumstances in life and yet simultaneously we all we all just kind of did together yeah you know so it's like this is like one of those things where it's like i I wouldn't wish it on anyone ever but then also like is there anything um about having that shared experience and 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 i think that this would be like the the central theme or subject for like you know the episode of black mirror about this the the novel about this whatever like the case may be the movie tv show you know but like is sort of is having that shared experience with other people just always more valuable right you know is that is that always more worthwhile and and on some level you know i think that like this is this is just i mean to me it's just a thought experiment like that's i don't i don't have like an underlying objective or or feeling or or sentiment or something it's just sort of like it's it's been fascinating to me as i've presented it to people like you know what where does your mind go like what what does what would this world of being able to skip past this much time this quickly grant you as an individual because the other thing too is like once once you go down for like your your skip like there is there is nothing to take you out of it so like there's also that chance of like you know missing um like a birthday or like a like an asteroid fly over earth or something (laughs) like that you know like like what will you i mean you don't have a choice like there is no way to come out of it like once you're once you're down you're down you know and you'll be back up as far as you're concerned and and could you be murdered Probably. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, yeah. Why not? What's to stop someone from breaking in and just like stabbing you? Wouldn't that still do it? I don't know. Why wouldn't you be affected by knives? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't have an answer to that question. <laughs> I just don't like that because it feels like it it tampers with my with my thought experiment too much. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, which is like I, I don't like the thought of it being risky. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't. You gotta have to address skip stabbing. You know. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah exactly. Like that, that. That becomes a thing. Um, maybe, it, I mean, maybe you can go to like a safe place or something. Maybe there's a safe yeah. place. Yeah. Where where you, where you bring your sleeping bag. Do you remember you know? the movie um, Click? I, I do remember Click. It, it yeah, it's an Adam Sandler me, movie. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of that, which if you don't know the premise, um, Adam Sandler wanders into a Bed Bath & Beyond and finds himself in the Beyond section where he gets a universal remote which can control the universe, essentially. Yes. And um, like he can use it to like fast forward life or like rewind stuff or whatever. And it has and it's like it, but it's like a it's like programmed to his life. So it'll like learn his behavior. So he like at one point decides like I'm just going to skip past this fight with my wife or whatever and then it like skips him ahead you know the first time he does it it skips ahead like five minutes and she's like sorry about that there's no no big deal right but then like every single time they have a fight the remote's like oh you wanted to skip this Voop. and you know so you know the next one's maybe like a couple hours and then eventually he wakes up and it's like eight years later and they're divorced and it's like oh no right right, right <laughs> yeah. yes yeah like all of a sudden like some really wild stuff has happened yeah. um and it's actually a deeply oh, sad movie it is it's like yeah this was i remember that movie came out it was like adam every adam sandler movie was hilarious it was so funny like click what a funny premise it's kind of reminded me of like liar liar or something yeah because you know know, it's the kind of thing i feel like and i can't remember like rewinding is the thing or not like that but it seemed like you know he would like if there was like that person who was driving you nuts at work or something like you know he would go up and like say something to him he could like get it off his like chest and then like rewind and then it would just sort of be like boom okay now i can have this interaction again and like i got to sort of 
of experience saying the thing to you, but now I don't actually have to say right, the thing yeah, to you. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I can't remember what the exact circumstance is, but like there are comedic and funny things about using the remote. I think like there's like a slow motion, you know, something yeah, or another you could yeah. do. I want to say um, someone gets hit, you know, between the legs and he, you know, watches it over and over. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah, by the end, oh my God, the, it's like it, it was marketed as a comedy and let me tell you, it's not. It's not a comedy. Yeah. yeah but it yeah. is. I mean, and not that it's a bad movie, that's, but just yeah, I felt like it misrepresented itself in the trailers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> then all of a sudden, you know, I, I mean, like I remember watching it in mom and dad's living room, like in the rocking chair and just being like, oh my gosh, I'm crying all of a like, sudden. What's I don't, happened? I don't what's know what happened? Like, when did this, when did this come about? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, but it, 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 the, the click did come to my mind when, when this like sort of concept started scrolling through my brain a little bit. Um, the other question would be like, like, it, like, um, in like a relationship or something like that would like, you know, would, would there be, cause that would be such a strange thing. If like your spouse did it. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. then you're just like without them for like a whole like a year. year. Um, yeah. you know, or like, would you, would you like, like make more of like a pact to like, you know, do that together. Right. Like you we, know. Al- we always skip together or whatever. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like we'll always do our skips together. The other one that I thought about would be like very interesting would be like, you know, if you were trying to like see if like an investment paid off and you were just sort of like, I'm putting like my whole nest egg into this thing. Right. And it's just sort of like, I'm going to wait five years and like, Hopefully, at the Hopefully end of those five years, uh, you know, big. yeah, right, because you know, there's there's all of these like little like nudges in life, you know, that I think happen along the way. Where sometimes the idea of like just being able to like just put blinders on to everything the whole time and just sort of be like, I have one focus, and this focus is this investment, and this investment working out, you know, it'd be like like to be able to like come out the other side and be like, did it work? <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> essentially five days later for as far as you're concerned. Yeah. Um, no. So yeah, very, very interesting concept. So anyway, I think this is a great spot to leave it because it's where I would like to invite some feedback uh, from, from the audience basically would be um, is, is there anything that stands out to you about the skipping stones? Is there anything um, that feels like, like, uh, like a circumstance where you'd be like, Oh, this would be a good time to use it oh, yeah, or, or, or like, is there any part of you that like hears this and you're like, I would never use them. Never at all. You know, bear in mind that like, just because a year is like, so like the, for the rules of it, like as far as you're concerned, it is literally the next day. So like, you know, Ben used like a breakup example or whatever, uh, you know, uh, earlier. Like if you, if you had like a bad breakup or something, you're like, I just, I gotta, I want to stop feeling this way. So I'm going to skip. It's like when you wake up the next day, it is still going to feel like you got dumped yesterday. The, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, may, so maybe this is more like if you're the, the dumper versus the dumpy, right? Yeah. You know, like, like you want to, you want to be like generous to them and be like, uh, look, you know, I knew this is gonna be extremely hard for you. I'm going to take a skip. So like, you know, you will for the next year, you will not have to deal with like witnessing me out on like a different date or watching my life evolve in this way, that way or something like that. You know, like it'd be, right. a, it'd be a very generous use of your your skip to this other human being. <laughs> yeah. But um, but, you know, I mean, that that is probably more the circumstance. So for what it's worth, yeah, you you don't get to wake up a year later and be like, you know, I don't even remember that yeah. person anymore. Like, right, yeah, you, it would still be yesterday for you. Yeah. Um. So which would be its own extreme version of I know. Can oh. you know, that that feels like it'd be fun because like certainly despite that being true people would still do it you know 
what's that like like try and avoid emotional pain oh yeah yeah no yeah. I, I think that there there's certainly some of that but like but sometimes that is like you know at least my mind i feel like it, i feel like it could it can thirst for that like you know like like let the it, it's almost like moving to a new city like having like a fresh start mm-hmm. on things like I, I could i can almost imagine that where it'd be like if you let a full year of time pass where like you weren't inside of the same social groups or you weren't going in and running into this person in this place or you know like like if you could like avoid so many particular details or yeah. whatever like then it could be the case that like by waking up essentially you know again the next day um then some things might might give you like a, a little a, like some version of a fresh start sure you know like you could you could kind of go yeah, back yeah. and and you know like new little new little isms about your life oh, for sure for sure so anyway if you have any feedback for us you can send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com i do always love reading all of your feedback and your insights and your, your just thoughts about the pop in general so if you're ever wondering like should i send them an email like you know you should because i do i genuinely enjoy reading them all you know i i, I every single email that comes through i promise i read it, even if I can't respond to all of them. So popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash popcornculture. We have uh, at the $5 tier uh, after the final pop, it's just an extra 10 to 15, 20 minutes of Jay and I talking after each week's episode about either something we talked about in the main pop or um, something we didn't get to in the main episode. Uh, any one month will give you access to the full catalog of all the back, back episodes as well uh so hopefully some good bang for your buck there again that's patreon.com slash popcorn culture but otherwise until next time pop pop